0: and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Grace to All. I'm so glad you can join us, and you are in for a real treat today. I have my friend Q with us. If you Google him, you'll find Fred Kordobahn.com. And he's got a long resume of basketball coaching experience. It encompasses more than 25 years in Division I college ranks. He's currently on the coaching staff of <clears throat> my alma mater, the University of Kansas. He's had coaching stops at North Carolina, St. John's, and Notre Dame. And since he's been in Kansas, he's been a part of the six Big 12 regular season championships, two Big 12 tournament titles, three NCAA championship Elite Eights and a Final Four in 2018. And during his time here, he's had the honor to see more than 15 Jayhawks move on to the NBA, including Andrew Wiggins, Joel Embiid, the number one in three selections in a 2014 draft, and Josh Jackson, the number four pick in 2017. Q played his college basketball at Fordham. He was a four-year letter winner from 85 to 89. He helped the Rams to an NIT appearance in 88, co-captain a senior citizen, Graduated with a degree in communication, and he's a member of Kappa Alpha Psi fraternity. He and his wife, Christy, have two sons, Trey, who's a guard at St. Francis, Brooklyn, and Mason, a forward at Kennesaw State, who I got to follow their careers here in Lawrence where we both live in the paper, and have wonderful, well, I haven't met him, but wonderful guys and wonderful careers. And Fred's teamed up with his close friend and inspirational author, coach trainer, and top podcaster, Chris Worth to co author book two in the Positivity Tribe series, which is coming out this fall. We're going to talk about that, but gosh, it takes a long time to just to credit you with all your stuff. Hello, Q, and welcome to be with us. Oh,
1: thanks so much for having me. Just listening to your thoughtful resume of my career, I think what it says is I've been doing this for a pretty long time, so I'm kind of telling you my age here, (laughs) but thrilled to be here. I'm so grateful to share, to listen, to learn from you, and again, with everything that I've been able to experience, it always goes back to better serve our student-athletes, so again, thanks so much for having me.
0: Well, thank you, and you know, if we're going to talk about age, (laughs) the year that you were captain of your college basketball team, well, no, the year you were born, (laughs) I was the director of the basketball band at KU that year. I've remained good friends with Ted Owens, and uh, JoJo White, Walt Wesley, Al Lopes, Bud Stalworth were in school when I was. And so let, let's talk about age here. Let's go way back. <laughs> you're you're just a young pup. We'll <laughs> talk
1: about that offline. How about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, that'll be good. Well, I so appreciate you taking the time to be with me. I, You've been, uh, well, you're starting the season. You've just finished boot camp when we're recording this. But talk about, if you would, the concept of team impact that you've brought to the University of Kansas when you came and what's that all about? It's a phenomenal
1: organization. It's a nonprofit organization out of the Northeast Boston. Team Impact aligns children, high school students that have some type of chronic illness, some type of uh, medical challenge that more than likely, I would say a high percentage of them probably will not be able to participate in a sport. And mm-hmm. we aligned with Team Impact two years ago And it's been a great experience, not only for our young man, JP, who if you follow uh, KU Hoops, you'll see that he participated yesterday in our final day of boot camp, but just to see the impact that has had on each and every student athlete that has touched JP's lives. So we've been very fortunate to do things outside of basketball so to speak to enrich the lives of so many people and to better serve our student athletes. so team impact is family jp is a family member of ours and he participates in a lot of events and a lot of functions that we do with our basketball
0: team oh that's wonderful i saw the video they posted with the guys fist bumping him Uh, what a wonderful thing It, it kind of reminds me a little bit of our friend brian haney and his uh round ball classic in, in the summer you know, where he helps uh, families and kids with cancer, but you guys do so much. And with the uh, special Olympics type things, uh, you know, with uh, just so impressed and what a great platform you have to help and inspire people.
1: You hit it right on the head. You know, and this is obviously falls back on coach self and his understanding that what we've gotten to coaching is to impact the lives of others. Obviously basketball is a byproduct of that. Uh, Kids love to play, but we also understand that the game is eventually going to end for them at some point in their lives. They don't think it will. So (laughs) doing things like that in the community uh, is extremely important. Our culture is our lifestyle here. So the understanding of, you know, responsibility and accountability and showing up and and empowering others and setting good examples. Those things are byproduct or prerequisites to the success that we've had here on the court. But most importantly, we hope and we work towards our student-athletes being, for us, being better husbands, better fathers, and better contributors to this society.
0: That's so wonderful. The character of the young men that you guys have, it, it shines through not only on the court, but in the things that here in Lawrence, where we both live, you know, when, when we see the guys out downtown having lunch somewhere or Different places, uh, they're just good guys. They're the kind of guys that you you know, you're, you know, want your daughters to go out with, that you want your sons to hang out with. And uh, uh, what a great asset. And, and I know that, unfortunately, that doesn't happen on every campus, but I'm so grateful that it does here.
1: You know, in recruiting, Paul, obviously, you know, everyone is looking for talent, you know, the ability to be successful on the court. But I tell you what's a close second for us is character. We make sure that we dot I's and cross T's. We talk to the managers of their high school team. We talk to the assistant coaches. We talk to the guidance counselors. We talk to other members of their circle just to kind of get a a better feel of that student athlete, that prospect. Because, as you know, playing in a place like Kansas, not only do you have a reputation on the court, but you also have a reputation on campus, you know, in our community community in some
0: aspect, you know, to our world. So it's important for us to also recruit character. Well, and you have. A uh, few years before you, I was uh, blessed to be friends with Christian Moody. He and my son were the same age. And then he worked for me for a year before he went to med school in a nonprofit we have here called uh, Heartland Medical Clinic. Boy, Christian, uh, you know, he's just exemplifies the kind of young men that you guys coach and what an asset he is to his community now is an orthopedic surgeon and guys go into different professions, but uh, college basketball will always be a big part of his life and, and the rest of them.
1: Well, again, that's the byproduct of, of coach self. And, you know, while our, our student athletes are here, they are challenged. The expectations are extremely high, not only as a basketball player, but as a person and as a student. And sometimes they don't truly understand, or they don't grasp. All the things at that particular moment, or maybe not even that particular year, but as they go on and they continue to do positive things throughout their lives, I think they reflect back and say, "You know what? Boot camp really helped me get through a situation, just because of the the teamwork and the camaraderie. But also, there was a challenge in front of me that I had to uphold, and I had to go through some bumps, you know, along the way. But I came through it." So. Again, I think some of the things that we do here with our basketball players can translate into other areas of their lives.
0: Well, it, it certainly does. Tell me about uh, getting up early in the morning and posting notes on the telephone pole down at the end of your block.
1: Well, it started actually at the beginning of the pandemic. There were stay-at-home orders pretty much throughout the course of our country. And I teamed up with a dear friend of mine who's actually a co-author of my book, Positivity Stripes in the Locker Room, Chris Worth. And we got together along with about maybe 10 or the guys, and we asked ourselves, we challenged ourselves, how can we impact our homes? How can we impact our communities with the stay home orders? You know, there are possibilities. What are they? And I just happened to be looking outside and I noticed that people were just walking for fresh air, exercise, you know walking their dog all those different things and they kept walking up past this pole there and we started these positivity notes and i actually have one right here and we said well what if we just start maybe writing some messages or even words to keep people encouraged to keep them you know we're going to get out of this hope you know and those things so i just kind of started just writing notes and it became a every monday deal and believe paul this past monday was the 78th straight monday of the positivity poll so 78 yeah. mondays of the positivity poll and it's wow. kind of hit i'll be in the airport it could be in new york or or arizona and maybe they see the jayhawk on my shirt now we have something with some apparel, and all of a sudden i just hear Hey, keep the positivity poll going. Keep it going. So I think it's not only impact our community, I think it's starting to impact those around the world. And that was the goal or or the focus to provide hope for
0: others. Boy, that's wonderful. And I I would bet that you you ran across people around town who you hadn't met before. who Say, hey, I read this and and helped me get my day started.
1: No no question. And that's the gratifying part of it that we want to share, we want to give back, we want to add value. That's why we're here. That's, in my mind, the most important thing of why we're here here to serve others, to impact others, to encourage others. And this small little note right here has really helped someone because a life touches a life, touches a life, touches a life. With just a piece of paper and writing a few words down
0: i got to write that down myself. <laughs> That's wonderful. Wow. All right, well, the positivity tribe in the locker room is coming out. Tell us about what the, this book is all about.
1: Well, the positivity tribe in the locker room really resonates to my experience. I've been in college basketball, or' I've been coaching overall for just about 30 years, and Chris Worth. Uh, is also coached, you know, at the collegiate level, the AAU level. So we just put together and just had major discussions just about our experiences, you know, highs and lows, winning seasons, losing seasons, injuries, good chemistry. we, We just kind of put everything on the table and we just started kind of discussing that, you know, we all go through challenging times. We all go through difficult times, whether it be individually and collectively. And how we were able to come through, how we were able to persevere. What were the the prerequisites that you need in order to move forward? So we just had an idea, and we just put it on paper, and we just started to write and bring stories together and, and memories of certain experience that we both had as athletes as well as coaches. So we're really excited. I think this book can touch teams. At any level, businesses, organizations, or even someone who's just looking to get into coaching about how to develop a culture. And we've come up with this acronym of culture. You know, we had C could be for communication or or commitment. U is for understanding. L is for love. T is for trust. U is for us. R is for responsibility. E is for energy, enthusiasm. And if you can provide those in your day, in your job, in your family, in your business, in your team, your organization, and you're intentional about it Paul, oh, I think you're on the right direction to having a pretty, pretty good culture. So those are the things we just kind of just discussed and talked and we were able to put it on paper. So I think it's going to be an enjoyable read. It's a fun read, it's a short read, and hopefully that. It's impactful to so many people out there.
0: Well, I'm sure it will be. And I'm looking forward to getting my copy and seeing how it blesses people. You know, it's interesting, Fred. We all see things through the lens that we're involved in. And what I try to do is encourage people spiritually, not from a religious standpoint, just spiritually. And some of the same words that we use all the time that you use there, you know, love, us. Trust I mean those things cross all boundaries, you know, whether it's basketball or music or the classroom or the corporate world or whatever, and we're all connected with each other we're all one we're all part of this together there's I really teach and just hammer home all the time there's no us and them it's all us we're all the human race we're all together we're all made by the same creator, and yeah we, we may be on different teams on the basketball court or different businesses or whatever, but we're all connected. It's love that connects us all. And then I'll throw another cue at you. In quantum science today, which goes right along with quantum spirituality, quantum So they used to think in Newtonian science that there was nothing in between people. Like you're there, I'm here, there's nothing in between. Well, they know now from quantum science, but yeah, there's something in between. They call that gray matter or different things, but I've come to see that that something in between all of us is love. It's divine love that holds us all together. That's where we come from. That's what connects us. And when we see that, then there's no longer separation and division and exclusion and inclusion. We're all in this together. And boy, that takes all the pressure off and just makes it so much more fun to be able to see people through that lens and help and encourage people, no matter what their backgrounds there are. Even if they come from the University of Missouri, uh, you know, <laughs> which, which I can say because I grew up in Missouri. But, uh, you know, we have so much more in common than we don't have. And that us and love and trust, boy, those are great words, aren't they?
1: Again, I think it's about just being intentional about the words because they are great words. They are powerful words. They are unmaterialistic words. They're free I, I like using that word a lot. They're free, you know, they're gifts. And it's yeah. how we use those gifts um, are just super, super important. And myself and Chris put the groundwork in this book about how
0: important those words are. Words are way more important than most people think, as you know, and especially the words we speak to ourselves. And we speak to our spouse and to our kids I mean, words have, uh, we had a neighbor one time, new people moved in next door to us and we went over to meet him and we're out in the driveway and I'm talking with the, the man and his wife, And my wife, Kitsie's there and, and their 16 year old son comes outside and, and the dad says, well, there's our son, whatever his name is. And he causes us a lot of trouble. And I thought, I bet he does with you talking like that. And what a difference, in, I mean, just in words and saying, you know, there's our son whom we love and we're proud of. How did you come by this? Positive? Did you come by this, your parents, grandparents, people bringing you up? What uh, gave you your positive attitude?
1: You know, that's a great question. And I had a chance to reflect on that question. Someone asked me probably about less than a month ago. And I believe the positivity or just my the mindset about, hope comes from my mother. I'll date back to 1979. I believe it was February of 79, but I was probably 11 years old at the time. And my mother was diagnosed with breast cancer. And at the time it was known as the big C back in the late seventies. My mother had a mastectomy, and I recall her staples started from her shoulder And they just kind of went across in that kind of angle here across the chest and obviously removed her breast. And, you know, at that time, I don't know what the percentages are at that time about, you know, women, you know, surviving cancer in particular, uh, breast cancer time. But her outlook, her approach every single day was just amazing. Amazing. I mean, and that just resonated with me that she was tough enough and just believed in something bigger than her and herself and her situation that she was going to come out of it. And she has, she's, you know, she's 77 now with still unbelievable energy, unbelievable gratitude. And I shared that story with someone at Action Call about where I got my sense of positivity, where it started from. It start back from my mother.
0: Wow, what a great story. You know, one person's attitude made such a difference in your life, and now you've been able to pass that on to hundreds of young men, and I'm sure women too, and they're passing it on to other people too, this this big ripple effect, and uh, it all goes back to your mom.
1: Yes, Pretty it cool. does.
0: That's, that's really cool. don't want to put words in your mouth, but I bet you've had young men that you've coached who you now see having the same positive attitude that you do and impacting other people. And uh, assuming that's true, what's the feeling like for you to see this being carried on through the next generation? It's gratifying because again, I remember I didn't get into the
1: business to be wealthy, to be rich, to win championships, getting the business because I wanted to add value and impact the lives of others. So when I speak with, A former midshipman at the Naval Academy. And he tells me how his son is doing in basketball. Hey, coach, you have a few pointers. I remember you used to tell us to do this all the time or that. Or I go on social media and I see Sean May, who I recruited at North Carolina. And he's doing such a great, great job there. And I just say, let him know how proud I am of him as a coach, but as a mentor, as a father. And he refers back to me on the, on the on social media he goes, Hey, I learned from the best. That's what it's all about serving and adding values to other and just how it just circles back. And you mentioned the work earlier, Paul, that we're all connected. And I'm sure Sean's going to do the same
0: things with the young man that he's um, working with on a daily basis. Wow. The coaching tradition that came from Kansas and then through North Carolina. And through the players there, you know, guys, it goes back uh, all the way to, to Dean Smith, of course, and then to hear names like you just mentioned with Sean, and and then they're just names to a lot of us, and we enjoy seeing them play basketball. But it, it's so gratifying to me to hear you talk about their character and how they're uh, how they're helping other young people. And boy, what a legacy! I mean, the national championships are nice, but the character that goes on. For generation after generation, that's really something, isn't it?
1: It sure is. That's legacy. Leave a legacy. Obviously, we're competitive and we want to win every game. And the goal is to win, win a national championship or your conference championship, whatever that may be. And we also know too that those moments fade. Their memories. Yeah. What I mentioned before: yeah. character, being a good person, integrity, doing things the right way, setting great examples, being a leader being selfless, those things stay with you
0: to the end of time. Oh, they do. You talked about getting together, interviewing. I don't think you used that word, but uh, high school coaches, AAU coaches, counselors, principals, and stuff like that to uh, do your due diligence on a, a character of a young man. I can see that Coach Self did that with you. And he picked just the kind of guy he was looking for with the kind of character that he wanted And uh, who knows who he interviewed or who he talked to, but it would seem to me like he recruited well in that case.
1: It was actually the opposite in the sense of this. I met Coach Self through Norm Roberts, worked with Norm and I both from New York and worked with Norm St. John's. So I got a chance to know Coach a little bit. But when I came out on my interview, I brought my boys out for camp. The question was that I heard back from Coach, not to me, but to others like, hey, is this dude always like this? Is this dude always positive? No, there's no way. There's something not right with this guy. I'm, I, I don't know. I'm not sold. That's what I'm not sold yet. And Norman and I remember Norman and KT. You know, they go, "No, no, no. He's always like this. This is who he is." And and obviously, been you on know, coaching staff for this started my ninth year, and uh, we have a great group, great personalities on our staff. We work extremely well together we're family, we're brothers. And uh, I'm just so grateful that he's allowed me to share who I am and my gifts, you know, to his basketball program.
0: Well, I appreciate both of you guys. And again, those three words come up, love and us and trust. They come right through the screen and interviewing you. you And I, I so appreciate you taking the time to do this. And before we wrap up, Tell people how they can connect with you. I I know, obviously, you don't hand out your phone number to everybody on the street, uh, but how they can, uh, through your book and through social media and stuff like that, how can they connect with you? And and tell us again the name of the book and and how they can get it.
1: I sure will. Again, it's the Positivity Tribe in the locker room. You can go on my social media, which is QFIT50, that's QFIT50, or PositivityTribe or lastly, you can go on Amazon. Chris Wirth, who you mentioned, my, my my dear friend, co-author. His IG is at No Quit Living, and that's at No Quit Living. So there'll be a lot of information out there on our book. We're excited about it. I actually don't have a copy in my hand right now. I'm waiting for the mailman to come and drop it off, but it's going to be an exciting read, a fun time. I'm just really thankful that I was able to team up with Chris to put something down, to impact, and again, just to add value to so many people out there. Well,
0: great. Yeah. Is this your first book?
1: This is my first book, and actually, I was not interested in being a part of the project, Chris actually had to twist my arm and, and, and challenge me, but thought that on well, my experiences as a coach, as a leader, as a mentor, there were a lot of nuggets out there that can really help so many people. And that's what kind of started to sway and trying to turn the corner.
0: I'm so happy he did that. Well, I am too. Again, I look forward to getting the book. I want to thank you again so much. It goes by Q because it's easy. But Fred Quarterbaum, one of the coaches at the KU basketball program and author now of the Positivity Tribe in the Locker Room, thanks so much for being with us today.
1: Well, thank you for taking so much time to have me Appreciate you.
0: Thank you. You as well. And thanks, everybody, for being with us for another episode of Grace to All with Paul Gray. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Grace to All. For more about us, how we can serve you,